I misspelled Michael Crichton's name, I'm sure, because it's different each time. What's weird is it's not underlined like it needs to be spell checked, so I don't know what my computer thinks. Clooney, however, is underlined. <laughs> That's because it's a lowercase c and not an uppercase c. And then Miguel Fiera, I didn't even know how to pronounce it, let alone spell it. <laughs> Those are my notes. Here we go. Your notes are just names? They're just names, so I hope I know what they mean. I know I, <laughs> I'll give you a, I'll give you a little uh insight. I'll give you a little uh little uh sneak peek into the notes. <laughs> There's one here that says Hate the Jerry character. Loved him on X Files, though. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, everyone, ever, and welcome to 20th Century Popcast, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins. And I am Bob Canning. And Tim. Yes, Bob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you excited for our, our topic today? I'm here for the, t- and we'll be talking about the topic. I'm here and ready to talk about uh, today's topic. We're jumping in. That might be the best I'm way to get in. this going. We're, we're getting right to it today. Yeah, I mean, I think even the music's <laughs> probably still playing at this point, but uh, not the same music as 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 the subject matter, the, the theme to the subject matter. What, what are we talking about today? Why don't we just jump into it instead of doing the normal hilarious banter that opens the show for two nights. We're talking about ER, mm. the the medical drama from the '90s, ER, which we discussed uh, earlier. You and I, Did we? uh, we've talked about doing. Well, we talked about doing an ER episode oh, yeah. uh, ever Off, since it. Came when you say on. not during the show, like as as friends, no, not during the to show. communicate. Between you and I, uh, ever since a podcast showed up on being Hulu, a thing, we were saying, I'd love to do a talk show that incorporates elements of ER. Yeah. But no, offline, we were talking about uh, possibly doing a, an episode about ER, and uh, we finally got around to doing it. And that's what today is. <laughs> and you can check us out at www. <laughs> you no, know, you're right. That is today. Um, so e- ER, big show, obviously, popular show, not a show I watched. That's that's I think maybe that ran into this. ER was a huge show. It was part of the must see TV Thursday night television block. Which I don't. Do you want to talk about that first before we jump into it? Because honestly, that block of time, that three hours of time, was a pretty that was vital viewing. I think in college. I mean, that's where we would get our friends: Seinfeld, Man of the People, Suddenly Susan, The Single Guy, Inside Schwartz. Probably something else. Like it was just a Caroline rotation. Caroline in the City. Caroline in the City, which actually I love. I love I that Caroline job. in the City. Yeah, it was like, but every Thursday it was NBC's powerhouse two-hour block of just sitcoms. Um, I don't know when it got branded Must See TV. I assume it was around the time Friends and stuff was starting. But what's odd to me is, yeah, it was two hours of hilarious modern city life romance and then one bleak fucking hour of people dying on the operating <laughs> table every week and probably too many people every week as we'll get into in a minute. It was a weird balance of television. Do you Did you watch all three hours? Were you into the sitcoms followed by ER for Thursday nights? Um, I I was, but I generally would watch Friends, mm-hmm. and depending, I, I watched Caroline in the City the first season. I didn't really watch it past that. If it made it past that, I think it was on for like uh, three to twelve years. <laughs> okay, well, I I watched season was one. Was Wings part of Must See TV, or was that in an era before it was Must See? It was just Wings. I I think it was before Mad About You was for some time. That, oh, that's right, because uh, it was you, part of that. They did like crossovers. There was a right. I remember there being like the blackout, blackout or something. Where everything but yeah. Seinfeld experienced this blackout, and probably right. not ER. Because where does ER take place? Chicago. It is, as was Chicago yeah. Hope, I assume, another medical drama that premiered that same that very year. same year. But uh, yeah. so you would watch Friends. You, uh, you'd. I would watch Friends. I'd usually skip the whatever was next. I'd watch Seinfeld and and often skip whatever was next, and then come back for ER. For, and was that pretty much from the beginning? Because I, I I'm trying to think. Did we, did you and I watch Friends together? Was that a sh- I know we did uh, once we out of college, didn't. but in college. I don't know if we did in college, and we certainly didn't at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we watched it. We watched it in college eventually because 
uh, we were trying to create shows ourselves and, and do stuff at, at the school. But we can watch things that was separately one of the on our own. Like, I almost do feel like we each had our own circle of friends that would watch these shows just because ER yeah. was not something I watched. And even when we lived together, Bob and I met and conferred to catch up a new listener. If we have one, Bob and I have been friends since college. That's where we met. We were also roommates for three years out of college. So I'm sure we were watching Friends together during that time, but I don't remember ever really watching ER with you. Like, I don't think I really knew, knew you were even a fan of the show. I didn't, I, I, everyone seemed to watch ER, but I never did. So I never talked about it. So I didn't uh-huh. get a sense of it as this thing. Were you watching it by yourself or was this like a group show to, 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 to watch? Um, I was probably, I was watching it by myself in college and then um, eventually with my girlfriend um, after. You know, I watched it straight through its entire, what was it, 12, 15 seasons run? 15 years. I was going to ask you, did you watch it all 15 years? I did. Probably not as religiously the, the final couple of years, but I did. I carried through. They added characters and we lost characters. And uh, there's there's a middle area there with um, Maura Tyranny that I enjoy. She's great on the show. Well, I guess just because what we're doing today, um, again, you, you this this is this is really your topic. I think um, what we're doing yeah. a Vincent podcast, which is when we we take a show. Not exactly. It's not exactly where we take a show. I always thought the Binge and Podcast were a show from our youth that we took and we'd watch that we hadn't seen in a while. We'd watch a bunch of them in a row and, and see what that experience is like. Yes. Now, why why is this different? Why is this not? Well, this is this is a little different than our previous Binge and Podcasts because it's a medical drama. Uh, no, because the first episode was ninety minutes. That's why it's different. That was a long. That did you might know be that? True. Going into it, that the pilot I did not realize. I did not realize that okay. at the time. How is? I realized it after. I realized it, uh, but I didn't. I didn't change my mind. Uh, this is different. It's different because our other vision podcasts, we would pick a string of four or five episodes of something in a, in consecutive order uh, at some point in the run of the show and, and watch that and watch those episodes. This, this is a little different in that uh, because it was my idea and it was a show that I watched and liked, I felt like I could maybe curate it for you and say, hey, here's, here's four representative episodes of the, of the show. Um, you picked, I knew that, I know that they weren't in order. I knew that, but you specifically picked these four out of memory and for reasons. Yes. Okay. No, that's, that's, I think maybe how we're going to talk about this because i will say i this doesn't seem like the kind of show at least for me that i could binge watch this is a hard thing to watch more than one in a row for a lot of reasons it's just it's exhausting is what it is i don't know the characters that much i think as we talk about these there is one episode of these four that i really got sucked into um so i'll be excited to talk about that but but part of it was there is a lot going on. I'm not putting the show down for, in terms of, of the size of what it's trying to do, but the majority of the episodes, it's like it's like a day in the life. Here's 17 different surgeries that happen to happen, just kind of you know, walking in and out of that. And it's a lot to write, I'm sure. But watching them back to back was hard because it's just like, this is just surgeries. And who do I latch on to? Who do I hold on to? But I don't know. I, I, was it easy for you to pick well, these four out? Well, it's it, uh, it. It was well. I mean, it was difficult at first because I was trying to pick four episodes from the nineties. Okay, from the um, six years of se- of seasons. Yeah, that was my initial thought, and I was like, "That's just that's ridiculous." And so, what we ended up doing, and what we're going to talk about, are four episodes from season one. I think is a good way to go because um, I think the show is yeah, funny once, itself. Once I narrowed it down to season one, it was pretty easy to pick these. Um, but as I was watching him, I did regret the decision to curate these to jump around to specific episodes mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right you lose the the flow of story you lose character development you don't know the characters you're not going to know the characters watching just these four episodes but if you had watched four episodes in a row and you saw the progression of these people and the build um what one character that i think watching these four episodes that stands out maybe we'll talk about it as we go through it the only one that I actually think we see grow watching these four jumping through season one is John Carter of who Mars in the first episode, uh, not of Mars of the is he not? Is that Chicago not John Carter of Mars? 
County Hospital, Chicago County oh, Hospital, the John Carter of the, the librarian. Of the county. That's the one, the yeah. librarian. Um, but you know, yeah, why don't we actually start with with episode one then? Because okay. that's where we meet John Carter, and of we Mars. see that he is the newbie. Yeah, uh, who is is the 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 uh, incoming. Not resident. What am I trying? Uh, attending? No, resident. I get this resident. I get them confused. I don't know the terms. But yes. Yeah. Well, which I think. Why don't we start with that? Not knowing terms, because so the pilot's <laughs> called Twenty Four Hours. I think it's One Day in Life, and this show it was created by Michael Crichton. Is that how it's pronounced? Crichton. Crichton. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. Who, um, Crichton. Yeah. Who is a science fiction author, uh, Andromeda Strain? I think he wrote Westworld. Um, was a doctor himself, correct? In real life? Uh, that's what I believe, yes. Because that makes he sense. He was the doctor. The other guy was the lawyer. Grisham was the lawyer. Okay. Because he wrote – Michael Creighton wrote this pilot. And it's coming off the year after Jurassic Park. So, I think he was a big name. So, he got this show. And this show, it's not about dinosaur doctors, which I think I would have enjoyed. It's – I mean, this this pilot episode is doctor porn, basically. It's for people who are doctors to jerk off on themselves. It's tough talking doctors strutting around, talking cool 90s talk. I don't know if this is what an ER is or was actually like, but I'm sure that tons of surgeons, residents, nurses, and whatever's, you know, they tuned in and started acting like this at their own job, which I think we've talked about. We do that. We've done that with stuff where you adopt it. Sure. I feel like yeah. this show is that and this pilot it's just i don't uh it's it's just it's a lot of it's very heavy in this is how an operating room works this is how these are the words doctors say and that's good but it's also just these yeah. doctors are jerks <laughs> like these are assholes these yeah doctors. several of them are and i mean and, and you don't like you're talking about carter carter is actually there's two characters i like on this show um, and again, I kind of, it's cause I remember them from other episodes. Carter, I very much like, um, and this episode, yeah, he's kind of like our entrance into the show. It's a normal day in the life of this hospital. And yeah, like you're saying, it's his first day as a resident and he's coming in and that should have been, I think a lot happens before he shows up. And that was part of the problem. I feel like it was just this rambling, tumbling show. Like we should, I feel like had we just followed him in starting his day with him and that's how he met the doctors i know that's stereotypical tv but that's a nice setup you probably could have cut 30 minutes out of the show too it is yeah i get that it would have certainly helped you know us schmoes who have never you know held a scalpel right uh, to get a, a better understanding of it because everyone else like we start you see dr green at the beginning he's sleeping in a closet and it's artsy but it's also really forced like he walks out of the closet and there's this cool blues guitar as he wanders the hallways telling people off that we meet george clooney who is a very is very bad at acting drunk his drunk really annoyed <laughs> the shit out of me and he's like a sleazy ladies man doctor i mean these all feel like aaron sorkin uh -huh. surrogates <laughs> you have eric sure. lasalle who's nice to the, this is the one twist i kind of like he's really nice to the patients i thought oh here's the good moral doctor and then the moment he talks to a co-worker he's a jerk but they're all just just i just hated them they're not endearing I know that they I know that they become down the line, so I have that going for it, but really between Carter and the good wife, what's her name? The nurse uh uh Juliana Margulies Margulies uh, because she's neurotic and tries uh, to kill her. Carol. Carol, thank you. I liked her. Carol. Those yeah. two were interesting yeah. enough. But I don't know. I mean, like, do you like And they end up they end up driving the series a lot, Carol and, and Carter. So Carter um, Carter he has a storyline stuck around the, the longest. Like, is he, you follow him through Yeah, he's he, he stays around the longest. He's great. Mm -hmm. Um he's the saving grace for many of the late seasons. Now, did you see this one? Um, but yeah, I think uh, I I didn't see the pilot when it came out. I think I came in the second or third episode and I and I went back and saw the pilot during its rerun. Oh, okay. Um uh, and so I was a little lost uh, a little bit with uh, Carol's story mm -hmm. um, because I didn't know that she had – and we'll spoil it for anybody. We, I didn't know she had attempted suicide in this pilot episode. Does that ever come back though um, or is that just kind of – Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, and that's a, not, a, another problem with jumping around. I was like, Tim is – as I'm watching this, Tim has never seen this. Carol's going to show up. 
the next episode after this is episode 10. <clears throat> Carol's going to be happy-go-lucky, yeah. you know, working at the ER again. That's, and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm sure he'll put it together that she survives. But well, still, I, you think memories of the characters, of yeah. But this is a pilot, I guess. I mean, watching this. Yeah, and I think it suffers. I think it suffers from it being a pilot. Um, as a lot of pilots can suffer, uh-huh. um, they're trying to fit a lot of information in and, and give a lot of backstory and get you to know uh, a lot of these characters quickly and as artistically, like you're pointing out, as possible. The way you know, as much as Clooney is isn't a great drunk, I think it's a an interesting way to introduce him when they're like, "Oh, you've got you've got a patient. You got to see this guy," and, and it's like, "Oh, what what is it?" It's like, "Oh, it's it's Doctor Ross," and so it's like, <laughs> Not "Oh, one of the Dr. doctors." Ross. Oh my God! Can you believe it? A doctor is showing up drunk, uh, and then he ends up, you know, hours later, working, you know, uh, on patients. And he's a pediatrician. He's a kid doctor. He's like supposed to be the the nicest uh, of the doctors because he works on kids. It's George Clooney, and George Clooney has charm, obviously, but he he wasn't the actor he is now yet in this. And I don't. It's, it felt so sticky. It felt so showy i just i didn't buy it that's why like i don't even buy these oh really like do do these characters feel like the characters they become this and again i don't know No, not exactly carter does yeah okay um but everybody else is you know like a shade of who they are Mm -hmm. like mark isn't as who's mark uh, which character is mark uh mark green oh dr green is a dr green um he's not as hard as he is in this episode he he's a much softer character. And I think you see that even in the episodes we subsequently watch. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And so, so he softens from there and uh, George Clooney's character becomes more likable and less of a ladies man. I mean, he's still a ladies man, but you see him struggle with, with uh, his own self uh, identity. And that's, you don't get a hint of that really in this episode. And I think that's part of what they're trying to set up is this very shallow, um, asshole of a doctor uh, who'll show up to work drunk. And then, you know, again, we miss it here in these episodes because we jump around, but it does build and lead up to, you know, some good character development and changes for the character. Mm-hmm. And I think that does it for all of them. I don't think Carol in this episode is as representative as she ends up being. Oh, probably you know, not. I think it was just carrying the weight of, I think I remember that character and trying, because just to <laughs> this, I was, I really had a hard time with this. I just, I, it was just too much. Like there's, there's monologuing and bad patient monologuing. There's this scene where this girl is sitting on, on, on the gurney. She's like, I wrecked the car. It had power steering and air conditioning. Like she's going on this thing about cars. And I'm like, this is a, this is like an Aaron Sorkin wad of mouth jizz blowing around. And it's just so annoying. We get two cancer diagnosis scenes in one episode. <laughs> and, and of which, and actually of those two scenes, my favorite scene in this episode, and I noticed this through all four episodes, sometimes the patients or the guest stars are, at least in retrospect, are more interesting. I don't know if that's true when you're first watching it, but I'm going to mispronounce his name. I mispronounced it before the show too. Miguel Fiera, I think is the actor's name. He passed away last yeah, year. I think that's pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. He, he has a scene with nurse, uh, Sherry, Dr. Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Thank you. Um, yeah, where Sherry he gets diagnosis with diagnosed with cancer. And again, it's, it's a scene. It's almost like a, a an audition monologue. Everything in this felt like audition monologues because he's a character who he's not a he's not a returning character. He's here the one time and he's terminal, so he's not a returning character. But he has this very powerful scene of coming to grips with cancer, and that was the one moment that worked in this show for me. Well, I guess the stuff with Carter did too, but like that that was a very real moment and a very touching moment. Sure, and it was a character. Yeah who isn't part of the show <laughs> when your pilot's trying <laughs> to build up what the show's about. And it's not, it was just, it was just this random monologue. And I think it's his performance. I don't think it's good material. I think he's a good, powerful performer to watch. So right. I don't know this, this whole, I mean, this show is liked out of the gate, right? Like people like the show it's right l- the beginning. Yeah, it was it was well received. Had there ever been anything um, on TV right from the like start? It? Like, was it new? Was there something about this that was different? Was it because well, we just done Jurassic Park? As as I recall, um, I think the pull for it was the pseudo realism uh-huh. of the show, 
you know, other other medical dramas. Blood on the ship. Uh, lots of blood, yeah, honestly, of- but also the chaos, the chaos of of the emergency room. It's not, you know, these these pretty nurses and pretty. I mean, they are pretty nurses and pretty doctors, but it's it's not these gussy uh, um, actors. You know, walking in, smoking their cigarettes, looking at X-rays, and 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 just chatting to the the the, uh, the patients. It's the patients coming in in agony, screaming, blood spurting. The doctors shouting commands. You know, push the lidocaine, do all this. All you know. And this was new. Camera this was new to TV. Spinning around. I feel like it was new. I mean, I'm no uh, historian when it comes to to television, but. Um, I feel like it was new. I'm trying to think of. I mean, it, you take Chicago Hope, which came out the same That's year. True. I don't think it was like that. That was more of a hospital drama where the doctors had conference rooms and had discussions, and it was that kind of thing. Whereas this was in the in the heat of it, the action. What do you think got this made? Then what was the floodgate that opened that allowed that? What do you think people were dying for that? Do you think? Like why? Like I, the show. You're right. The show, and to watch it, it's very well I mean, filmed. From my perspective, yeah. Well, from my perspective, I I like that kind of thing. I like that in movies and TV shows where you get to see. Presumably, I mean, I I don't know if this is real. Like you were saying, who knows how real this is? But presumably, this is more realistic than anything I've seen before, and you get little little intricate details of of things and i like that in 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 any sort of movie where it's like the background stuff of of a bomb squad or details of of a con you know things that just aren't out there and known by everyone and and again i don't know that it's real necessarily but to see how they organize things and and plan and and push things around and uh it just was very interesting to me and and the thing that I liked about ER, and I, you still don't even see it today on like Grey's Anatomy, or they've got all their NBC has all these Chicago shows now, Chicago Hospital. Um, they might as well just continue to ER. And they're, they're treating um, like Chicago's this real place, like everyone's got a job. <laughs> but it's it's what what was different about ER was that it was dirty. It was it was seemingly real, whereas everything else was like a stage mm-hmm. and you know a set um this was like the, the way they built the sets and did the camera work you could figure out the layout of of this er um it changed over the course of a couple years but you know once it was set in you knew when they were turning the corner you know you knew what room they were in and, and it was trauma one or trauma two easy um so i i just really like that about it that's what drew me to it initially was that it was almost like a documentary, you know, just kind of putting you in the the realism of it, pseudo pseudo realism. Well, that's the thing too. It's interesting yeah. with the stuff like you're saying with like you know how a bomb squad works. Again, we don't really know. <laughs> like we're yeah. being told or we're assuming because we haven't seen it before that oh this is how it must work because it's so chaotic and it's beautifully chaotic. It's what I don't know how you direct an episode show like this. I don't know. I don't really know how you write a show like this to be honest. But I think in binge watching four in a row, that is exhausting because of that nature. Did you do, ca- did you do four in one yes. sitting? And the right. chaos of that of the hospital. When we get to the one that I liked, it makes sense because it almost breaks it up a little bit. It's just it, it's to me, and again, the show is watched every week. It wasn't watched a bunch in a row. But it's too chaotic for me. Like it's just too especially in this pilot, it's just because I'm not attached to anyone, like I don't know how this would have worked as a movie. It's written as a movie. It's 90 minutes, but it's setting up a show. So I get all that. And, and pilots, we don't, we haven't talked about that many pilots on the show, and that's true. Pilots are an interesting thing because they're usually a little off from the rest of the show. But I just, without anyone to attach to, the chaos is hard to be invested in. And this actually, why don't we jump into the next episode? Cause actually that starts out, I think with a perfect example of this. Is that cool? Or did you have more you okay. want to say about the pilot? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I was going to say that, you know, the, the chaos of this pilot episode just didn't, didn't sit well with you. Um, and then my second uh, choice is episode 10 from season That's- one entitled blizzard, uh, which 
doesn't start out with chaos, but the majority of the episode is just a lot more chaos. That's true. What it does start out with was like a day in the life kind of nobody's here today and this doctor's rollerblading and this they're going to put a fake cast on the librarian's leg and stuff like that. Like it starts off with that. And what I couldn't stand yeah. that when it started, because it's like, I am, if you don't know the characters, if you're not really yeah. invested and in really like a cast of characters, it's very hard to tolerate a nothing's happening today scene. And I know it doesn't sure. last for the whole episode, but the beginning of this, I'm just like, is this what the show is? Do you, do, do doctors really roller skate around <laughs> the operating room? Do they really, Play pranks that could break that the was, leg. That was a nurse. That was a, okay. Do nurses really like that? All that. I was just like, I don't care about any of this. So that was right. hard. And that's my fault. That's my oh, fault. Right. That's that's again, I'm going to say no, no, no. But but had I, had we decided to just pick four consecutive episodes, I think you would find your reaction but different. You hooked up the show without seeing the first one. You, you you tuned in later. You said no, but I I. I, I missed the first one, but I also then I watched episode two, and then I followed that with episode yeah. three, and followed that with episode four, mm-hmm. so and so on. I mean, I, it may not be so. That's what we didn't either. do. I just it's it's just I don't know. I this was just another thing. It was just like, who am I following? What am I watching? And this episode, I mean, this yeah. episode as another one is is directed by Mimi Leader. I'm mispronouncing her her name. I apologize. No, that's correct. Yes, she directed many of these. Yeah, she also directed many ER. She well, okay because she directed uh, the George Clooney movie, The Peacemaker. She directed Deep Impact. Right. She's a really good director, and there's a lot going on in this and the next episode that she directed. That's really good. That I really enjoyed the look of it, but. That's a th- these kind of shows they, they seem formulaic, like and it, it's there are real stakes. I get it. Like I don't even remember what happens in this episode. Is it St. Patrick's Day or something? Is that this one? No, uh, it's no, it's but it's just a blizzard. Okay. There's a snowstorm. The first one, and was that's St. why the ER yeah, there's a car accident. Or something. Yeah, that and it's the ER is is slow because nobody can get out, and so not, nobody's doing anything. But then there's a car accident. And uh, another area hospital had lost power because of the storm. And so they got the majority of the patients and there were uh, like 40 to 80 or something like that, that had to come in with varying degrees of injuries. And yeah, see, you you were just saying that the show is formulaic and it it is. And you were saying like you weren't sure how they write it. Um, I I think what it is, is that, and I'm I'm no expert. I didn't write for the show, but I think what they do is they find interesting cases, interesting ways to to have someone come in injured and how to figure out how to help them. And I think that's sort of like the the center of the show where they break that up. It's like, okay, we'll have this this injury and this illness, and then they sprinkle in little by little personal interaction between the doctors, the regular cast. Mm-hmm. Um and it's those little bits of of personal interactions that over the course of several episodes in order build the the characters and build our relationship and connection to them and so each of these episodes had that but because we skipped the other nine um you're not seeing that and so yeah it is difficult to connect to these characters but there is something like for instance in this one when dr ross shows up uh in the blizzard episode and he has his date with him and they had just come back from bermuda um this is like his girlfriend that he took Dr. on Ross after is george clooney correct that's george clooney okay. it's george clooney um uh carol the nurse that he had had a relationship with prior that's the good wife uh is now involved with another guy another doctor at the hospital who we've who we don't see in any of these episodes that we watched so you don't have that we've never seen that interaction we haven't seen how george reacts to that other boyfriend and how she reacts uh nurse hathaway reacts to george's rotating uh uh crew of of women um and so when he comes back this is the episode where she has announced her engagement and she has the ring and so that really doesn't mean much to us skipping over those other episodes i've watched friends Um, i could gather what where the plot is going you can you can gather absolutely, but you you can't connect. 
and that's what you're saying. It's like you just didn't know who to connect to, and I understand that. And I think that's at the fault of skipping episodes. Well, but you, like you said, curating was was the word used at the start. What made you pick right. this as? I mean, I get why you picked the pilot. Let's start on firm ground with the pilot. Why pick Blizzard? What in this? Did you do you remember seeing this when it first aired? Yeah, I do. I do remember seeing it when it first aired. This was like you know uh, the event episode that I remembered from this season. Um, and and so many uh, shows that followed, and, and perhaps there were shows that did this before. I'm not familiar with that, but so many shows do this since. Um, I'm not saying ER was the first, but I really remember this episode in that suddenly you go from zero to 60, and it's not just your average day. It is a very uh, unique experience in the ER where everybody who is in this car accident is showing up at this hospital and there is not a moment that they're not running from one gurney to the other gurney to the other room up to the OR down to x-ray it's just nonstop 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 through the whole through the whole episode because of the blizzard hence the title because of the avengers villain blizzard so okay <laughs> i mean i and it is like an event and i that's the thing like i in watching these four, two of them I remember the commercials for. Actually, the next two are the two I remember. Yeah, sure. they were promoted as events. And that's interesting. Also, I, I think the show yeah. can be watched out of order. I think someone can come into it and get caught up in the drama. I, I'm not saying that. But um, when you originally watched this, so you knew these characters by then when you were watching it. When you got to – this is like the 10th episode. Yeah. Who was your favorite character on the show? Like who were you really attached to? Um, I really liked, uh, um, well, now I can't think of her name. Uh, Sherry. Springfield, uh, Dr. West? No. Uh, oh, God. Why can't I think of it but, now? Uh, Dr. Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Lewis right. I really liked the Dr. Lewis. And was she on um, the show? And I also run? liked Mark Reed. No, she left and then came back. So, yeah, she had a couple different runs. Uh, but I really liked Dr. Lewis at that time. I, I liked Dr. Green at that time too. That's George Clooney's um, character. He was oh, like, that's the, uh, Anthony uh, no, Edwards character. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. He was probably my favorite. Carter grew on me, mm -hmm. um, after the first season. I, uh, and Carter ended up being my favorite, uh, overall. Did you like him going back to these episodes? Did you like him as a character? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I think, and, and I really liked how compared to the first episode, how different he was in the last episode we watched, which was the second to last of the season. Mm -hmm. I won't skip ahead to that, but but even in these four episodes, I liked seeing him go grow. Uh, overall, he's the one that goes through the most change. Well, Doctor Green goes through some stuff, um, but yeah, Carter is like really the the through line for I don't know, like twelve seasons at least. I think he, again, I think he's the entry character, and it's an ensemble show. And I think ensemble shows have no central character. Friends was an ensemble show, but I think when Friends started, we got into it through Rachel. Rachel was our gateway to each of these friends. And then slowly, it, I think it splintered out to everyone else. But with this, yeah, I think Carter is the logical choice. And I get that, but it's not really set up that way. And I, I that is the character. Well, I don't think. Like, but I just, I feel like you're not, I'm not getting into the show through him the way I want to, the way I would hope yeah. for. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think they knew who or if any, I, th I think they thought Mark Green would be your, your main mm -hmm. character. He's the very first one we meet and he's also the last one in that episode. Um, so it's really his story. It's his 24 hours. Um, so I think they thought Mark Green would be the lead. I don't think Carter was going to oh, be the, the pilot. Lead. That makes and sense. I don't think they, yeah. And I don't think that uh, they really had an, any idea like who would stand out. I don't know if they knew what the storylines were because I do know, or I had read that, uh, Nurse Hathaway, who committed suicide or attempted suicide in episode one, was supposed to die. Like that's that was the original uh, script that she was going to die, and her death and Doctor Ross's guilt over it was supposed to be a major storyline. But they liked the actress so much and they liked the character, they changed that and kept her. Would around. She have died in the pilot, or this would have been as a series. She would have died in the pilot, or or maybe the next episode it would have been confirmed, but. Um, uh, yeah, she was supposed to have died. I think they even filmed, I think I read where they filmed that she died and then just cut that out because they quickly changed their mind. Are there any characters like in the first, to go back to the pilot for a minute, that you think were 
set up to be characters that didn't catch on, like people who they're there, they obviously were cast, they have lines, and then they just, you don't see them again. Like, can you think of anyone? Because it's it's by luck that all the characters we know through the series are all there at the beginning. They're not all there, but that they stick with it. Are there any characters that you think of that they tried out that just didn't work? Because I have one in mind. Um, the the only one that comes to mind, I mean, none of the main characters, but there was the uh, the X-ray tech. That, I like uh, that guy. Took forever yeah, to, I like that guy. I liked him too, but I he he showed up in another episode, one of these yeah, episodes. I think he did. Uh, I was I wasn't uh, I didn't expect to ever oh. see him again. Because I feel like in the pilot they're setting up certain relationships, and one is this character named Mrs. Raskin, this wacky old lady debutante who comes in to get a hangnail off. I hated her <laughs> so much. When she shows up, I felt like this is the character that they want to love. Here comes the whack. This felt like an '80s soap opera, like night soap yeah. thing, where it's like the whack. no, but but uh, Blizzard Blizzard has that character. She comes back in the um, I forget his. Oh, no, you're talking no, about Patrick? But, uh, a similar the mentally challenged yeah, Patrick, character with uh, a helmet. Yeah. I hated he, he comes that back. character. <laughs> I knew you would. Is he is he in multiple? He's episodes? no radio. He's no radio, but he's doing yeah. radio shtick. Um, he's, he's in multiple. Oh, that's just yeah. a, and again, uh, worthwhile character when performed well, but it's probably such a hard thing to perform. And I'm, so, I don't think this actor does it well. And it's just, <laughs> it's just he's too cutesy. It's like, oh, he's wearing a football helmet and a robe, and he walked through the snow. Okay, why isn't yeah. anyone watching out for yeah. this guy? Right, well, and, and what he pisses doctors off. He puts his dumb stereo on, which is almost a Bruce Springsteen Christmas song, but it's a different one. It's the holidays. I hated that character. I think we're supposed to love him. Yeah. I think we're supposed to think what a great oh. addition to this cast. When does he get into the OR to cut someone open? But yeah, stuff like that. It seems like such sucky writing, yeah. especially, and again, this is in retrospect, when it's surrounded by a cast that, again, these are talented actors and, 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 and doing some amazing work. I just not invested in it. But yeah, he just stuck out. What, how does he get introduced into the yeah. show? I'm not being insensitive. He is mentally oh, challenged, and it's. I don't quite remember how he gets introduced. He I think he's locker. just you know someone opened a locker and he fell out of a locker. <laughs> no, you're not being insensitive at all. Um, no, I think he just is is uh, uh, a character that was introduced. Like this was his uh, work program that he does. He does work school or whatever. I don't, I'm not he sure. He works there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that he's like a. I, I wouldn't call him a candy striper, but he, yeah, he's he does work there. Right. He was supposed to be there. No one was surprised that he was behind the uh, the desk. Did he get written out, or did he last for a while on the show? Uh, he lasted a while. I really don't know. Uh, chances are, knowing ER, he probably got shot, and they had to work <laughs> on him or something. So they have to. Work you know what I mean? Like that's and get under their heads. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Did you like that character? But, uh, what? Um, no, he wasn't. He wasn't the character I turned in. Tuned, tuned do you in feel for. bad about what not did you think in the Blizzard? No, I do not. Because he's not a good character, right? We can agree that he's a bad. Character. You know, he's not. He's not. He's a, a challenging character. character what to the did you mind. think about? Uh, I'm, I'm curious what you thought about Bob in the Blizzard Bob, episode. Bob, who's Bob, and what happened there? Bob is the one that you think doesn't know much. She's from Poland. Yeah, who the fuck was and that? She's the character. One. Well, again, this is this is when I was watching this. It's like this isn't really going to be as effective for Tim because he didn't see Bob in any of the previous episodes where and she's just the a nurse's aide, um, and, and you don't see her in the next two. Um, yeah, so I was just curious. Again, this is why I was like curating. It's okay. I I think if we curate again, we should curate for a series. Where it's more standalone. No, I don't think so. Where there's like one this is an interesting way of, of approaching a show as well. Yeah, some you think so. watch it this way. Some people just see it sporadically. Bob was a character. That's the thing. Like she's this character from Poland who's at the hospital, who was a uh, some sort of spe uh, specialist in, in in Poland, and I don't know what she's she's studying at the hospital or something. She just reaches into some well, gut and holds it together or something. Am I correct? On that? <laughs> like someone's on the operating something to that effect. She. She she basically is there as like a receptionist Wait, and what? a nurse's aide or something. She's a receptionist. Yeah, she and, she's a re and there's something and to she that sticks effect. Her she's hand, not and and a she's doctor. in a position in a hospital she's to stick her hands in someone. No, they are because of the blizzard, they are overwhelmed. There isn't an OR doctor to come down and do what needs to be done to save this guy who's got some sort of 
uh, leak in his in his gut. <laughs> She's there. The Everybody's show. crazy. He's about to die. She is a surgeon in her native homeland, so she just grabs the scalpel, jumps in, performs the procedure that t- ties up the leak or whatever the 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 the, the bleeder, and then stops. Bleeder. You know, just went on instinct, and then everybody's looking at her, and she freaks out because she doesn't have her medical license in America yet. She was working there to work towards that. She has to study and take the American uh, uh, medical exams. Um, and so that was a, the big reveal. She had been in two or three episodes before oh. that. And so that was a big reveal I, I in this her. episode. It's yeah. a cool storyline. Yeah, I, I, I had forgotten about that. I guess I didn't write it in my notes because I was too busy <laughs> wondering what, how many mixtapes Patrick had made. Or if it was just the same mixtape and if he was singing on one of them. But um, no, she seemed, I assume she gets written out. She's not on the show for multiple years. Yeah, I don't recall her coming back as some sort of you know uh, award-winning surgeon okay. later. There were tons of characters I was looking for. There was uh, River Song from Doctor Who is on the show, but she didn't show up. Mira T- Mara Tierney, John Stamos, I forgot, had been on this show. There's a lot of people who right. come and go later. Late years. Yeah. Kelly Martin. Kelly Martin. That name sounds familiar, but I don't know who that is. From uh, The Wonder oh, Years. Oh, okay. Is that Winnie? No. No, that's... Um, oh, Olivia Diabo. No? Her name is Kelly Martin. <laughs> no, okay. Ke- Kelly Martin. <laughs> Although I think Olivia Diabo has been on ER. Okay. So there are a lot of people who, who hasn't haven't been, been on. <laughs> Why don't we do a list of people who haven't been on ER? Mandy Pantankin, Hector Alonzo, the rest <laughs> of the cast of Chicago Hope. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Did you like Blizzard? Is that is that like a typical ER episode that you like? It sounds like it is from what you're describing. It's like the insurmountable Yeah, I like, I like Blizzard. The event episode. There have been other event episodes um, from the series that I, I remember. Large accidents, you know, train derailments. Uh, uh, there's there's a great one from season two that I actually I don't want to spoil because if we ever come back and curate another season of this, that, that's going to be one of the episodes yes. I want. So I'm not going to hold our breath for that. I'm thinking of sounds good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. I was going to say, speaking of people that have been on, you know, that guest stars on 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 ER, I think that's a good segue to the next episode. If you're ready I'm for totally that, I'm totally ready for that. This was the episode I liked. This was the episode. It's funny too. I, I knew Love's it was Labor's Lost is the title of it, yeah. and the title gives it away. So I saw it coming because that title is telling you what happens in the episode. Sure. Is. But um, sure when this is. one started, I was so squirmy. I was like, I'm sick of this show. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. We're only <laughs> two in. Two and a half because that pilot was fucking long. But it starts off with George Clooney and the Revenge of the Nerds guy playing basketball. So t- Right? I think. Or are they just walking? Are they playing basketball at the beginning of this? Oh, just- I can't remember. Uh, no, football. football. I, I, football I, I did not enjoy watching the doctors do their their sports. I mean, I get it, but I didn't enjoy that. But they're outside, and then someone drives up and throws like someone out of a car. Um, I, I think it prompts George Clooney to call him a butthole or butt butthead or something is what he shouts at the car. Sure. I was just like, I don't want to watch another episode of just because it's like too cool for school doctors talking during sports, which is probably yeah. what people do. I just I'm not invested in them. And I thought this is going to be another, here's 42 surgeries in 42 minutes. But this one has a bit of a false start with that because it does. It's got uh, Eric Lasalle's mom comes in and there's this plot line that doesn't get resolved about her needing surgery but not wanting her son to see her naked or something. But the majority of this episode is about Dr. Green, which gives me something to latch on to. Because you follow him for an entire story and there's an arc to it and there's failure in it and there's heartbreak in it and there's Bradley Whitford in it and there's Condi Alexander, which well, she's in Eric LaSalle's story, but Condi Alexander was in this episode. Agent Made from S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh-huh. in this episode. It was exciting actually to see all, of, all the non-main characters show up. But uh, <laughs> also it was another one directed by Mimi Leader and it was written by yeah. Lance A. Gentile. Was the name of the author? So when that came up, I thought that was like, oh, so this is. I thought it was gonna be about like warts or something, but no, it's not. But no, this is a. I cried in this episode. Yeah, singly. Oh, me too. Really choked up. 
because it's all about and again it it telegraphs it a little bit you get it's it's about a couple who you know what i like um not what i like but it's interesting yes it telegraphs it i gave you the title so it would be easy for you to find on hulu hulu has the title right there but um back when we were watching this on broadcast television i never knew the title unless it happened to show up on screen and they i can't do. remember if this I was one does say they all st- actually yeah, when does. the show aired, okay. did it start with a previously on er when it used to air on tv yeah yeah it usually okay, does. those weren't on this no they weren't on our our no. screening our screenings uh but yeah i i like i like this one because you you kind of already said it it's it's a false start um you've got the the gang member that shows up and you're trying to figure out what's going on that with him there's back, also a little boy that shows up no, it doesn't come back. There's a boy that shows up, and it turns out that we think he has insecticide poisoning. Um, he doesn't. We don't know what happens yeah, that to him. That also doesn't come back. because it basically. No, that doesn't come back. It, it, so it basically sets it up like any other ER episode. That now that we're 19 episodes is, in, we're kind of used to the formula. The 19th there's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be four or five different cases to follow, and it starts that way, including a pretty straightforward uh, bladder infection pregnancy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's the uh, that's the couple that we follow through the rest of the episode with little hints to Eric LaSalle's mom having hip surgery. Hipster surgery. She had to get a <laughs> boogaloo out of her. I don't know. But um, but no, the, it's still telegraphed. Like the, 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 the pregnant couple yeah. is a fun couple and they're making jokes and they got to come up with uh, – with a name for the kids, so let's ta- ask Doctor Ross's opinion. And it's Bradley Whitford who, Doctor Green. What did I call him, Doctor Ross? Yeah, you're mixing it's Rachel two. Green, Doctor Ross. Um, but I, I like Bradley. Do you like Bradley Whitford? I feel like you do. I feel like oh, okay. I love Bradley. Whitford. I, he is a good actor, but yeah. there's also he has a swagger that sometimes I'm not. When I know he's coming up, I'm like, ah, he's got his because he's got <laughs> a cool dude voice. I hated him for a season on the West Wing and then I liked him. He's a really good actor. Yes, he's really good. But when I saw him on this and he's very young, which is odd because it's only six years before the West Wing, but he seems very young. <laughs> um, the same thing with Agent May. What's her name? Ming-Na Wen. She looks so fucking young in this. Right. And it's 26 years ago. That's probably why. Or 24 years ago. But <laughs> I saw Brad w- Bradley Whitford. I don't know. Like, I, are there, there are TV actors that when you see, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? That maybe color the role a little bit. Sure. And he's one. It's hard for me to see past Bradley Whitford, even though he's an amazing actor. But I don't know. Do you? Does it make sense? Like he has a smarmy. He's a good Aaron Sorkin vehicle because he delivers that cool dude misogyny. That rapid dick. fire, smarter than you are. Yeah, but he was very touching. And I think to be honest, yeah, I think I think we're we're you know projecting our our twenty odd years of Bradley Whitford no, knowledge onto true, this character. Because no one probably knew when uh, this started. I don't think he was a known No, actor. I certainly didn't. Yeah. But uh, no, this story. Yeah, this this episode and this story, it stuck with me. It's still with me. I mean, it's it's one of the episodes I, I, I chose. And when I found out years later that that was Bradley Whitford in this episode, I was like, well, of, yeah, wow, that's amazing because it had such an effect on me. This this actor, this scene, this this whole episode had such an effect. I remember this commercial commercials for this. I remember this episode being advertised. Something ER frequently employed and their commercials were you don't want to miss the last 42 minutes of tonight's ER. <laughs> on tonight's ER, a doctor goes too far and you won't believe the gurney and who's on the gurney and what happens with the gurney or whatever. Like they promoted them as right. being like, this is groundbreaking TV. Every fucking week, from what I remember, and this one I do remember. I, I, I so I wonder if this was, and maybe Ian, you'll know because you watched the show. Was this a turning point for the show? Was this the first time a character? I mean, this is a Doctor Green episode. Yeah, if I have the doctor's name right. Is this the first time the show broke with the tradition of here's forty two diseases? Um, I kind of believe it is. I would have to go back and check, but um, it feels like it is that breakaway. It purposely starts the episode off like it's just a regular episode, and then. So you think that's meant to lull us into something? I do. I think, and I think it does so effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, Except we kind of knew what was coming. 
Um, but I think if you're watching it for the first time, it would have been very effective. And even 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 knowing it was effective, we both yeah, it was still effective. We removed to spoil it for everybody. The 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 baby makes it, but the the wife does not. And honestly, I didn't know which one. I knew it was going to be one of them. <laughs> Wasn't going to make it, but I you know I I pretty much thought it was going to be the baby. But yeah, this is a heart wrenching episode, and I did cry, and I did like. I was intrigued. I liked Doctor Green in this. I like the moment that he had with Carter where Carter came in to, 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 to comfort him in a very actually believable way. That's not schmaltzy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he says even, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause I don't think I, I, it probably hits him weird cause it is a weird thing to hear and it just, yeah. it conflicts with what do you think, but no, thanks. But this showed a complexity to Dr. Green and it showed some fragility to his tough guy exterior that was in the pilot and I guess continues through. No, I, I, I did enjoy this episode. A lot, and I'm glad I saw it. And I this, but this episode is why I can't watch more than one of these episodes at a time because either I'm going to sure. be thoroughly annoyed by them, or I don't know. I, I, because I, I like high stakes dramatic shows. I like I normally like having my heart tugged at and feeling the weight of these characters and shows that I watch. Yeah, and there are plenty of shows that do that. A lot of them are science fiction for me. Maybe that's different when it's a medical drama like this. Yeah, I can't take multiple episodes of it. But I mean, do you remember the promotions for ER? Do you remember how it was sold to the audience? I feel like that's how it was sold. You won't be able to handle tonight's ER. Right after Man of the People with Dabney Coleman. I honestly don't. I don't recall how it was uh, uh, advertised. That doesn't. That hasn't stuck with me. That's how I know the show. Because again, I yeah. wasn't watching it week to week. In fact... The next episode, the last episode that you picked, is probably the first episode of ER I ever watched. I, I didn't wonder even why. Think. Well, <laughs> well, what's what's the next episode? What's the last episode of this binge uh, that we? This watched? this is the penultimate episode of the season, mm-hmm. uh, episode twenty four. There's a twenty fifth episode, uh, but so this doesn't have a cliffhanger. This is, is this the next 24. last episode. There aren't a couple after it. I think there's only one more after this for oh, season okay. one. I don't think I knew maybe that. two, maybe two. I thought it was only one more, but this is called Motherhood. Another parent-based episode. Yes, and I did not intend for that to happen. I believe a baby is born in every episode we watch of ER ever. There's 350 <laughs> episodes. That's 350 babies with a survival rate of about 200. So that's pretty good. Not bad. But yes, motherhood is the name of this episode. And what what would you say makes this episode, especially when it aired in 1995, kind of stick out from the other episodes of this? Yes, and, and it's the reason I I picked it for this it uh, curated it binge. Be. Of course, it had to be. I was I was wondering if you're going to try to play this off as like, oh, I didn't realize, but no, it was intentional. No, no, no. it was intentional. Um, it was. I thought, hey, what's more 90s than an episode of ER directed by Quentin Tarantino? The only television ever directed by Quentin Tarantino. I don't know how it happened because apparently there's all these things with different uh, guilds because they also wanted him to direct an X-Files episode, but he couldn't. But he did this. Mm. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino coming off of Pulp Fiction. That's right. Directed this. And that's the thing. I remember this episode airing because Quentin Tarantino was a god at this point. Pulp Fiction wasn't a year old, but people were worshiping him, wondering what's next. Um, I think Destiny on the radio was the next thing he did. (laughs) But I remember this airing. I remember the commercials for this airing because. Did you watch it uh, when it aired? Because of the thing. well, I tuned in for – yeah, the commercials had like Sherry Springfield or whatever her name is and and the good wife in sunglasses, which I guess meant it's Quentin Tarantino because here they are in sunglasses. I remember that <laughs> from the commercials. Now, I remember the start with the Beatles tape. Like they're delivering the baby and they're like, you got to find the right tape and they're going through all yeah. these cassette tapes. Like I remember that and I remember thinking, oh, it's Tarantino because it's the music. So I remember watching that yeah. part and then walking out. I didn't stick around for this ah. episode. But um, I do remember it was a big deal that he directed it, yeah. and you can see some of that. You know that you you, you yeah, can definitely. see, but it's um, another rambling episode of just surgery after sur- surgery, and I can't sit through another one of those. Was what I was thinking. It's hard to do that. Yeah, it, it for me, like I don't know. Um, I like the pace of ER. I enjoy ER, and I've missed ER. Um, I watched ER a lot, so I wasn't as effective. And I, I'll admit, I split this between two nights. So I watched the uh, 
the two hour premiere and blizzard and then uh last night i watched love labor lost and motherhood so i had i guess i had a bit of a break that you didn't get and i apologize for pretty though that's fine that's cool um Truthfully, I did it that way too. I was just talking <laughs> up like I did them all one night. I, that was that's exactly how I watched it. I watched two. <laughs> I just thought it meant more if I said four. Made that point. <laughs> Sorry, but talking about this episode, I mean, because really, it, it's it's interesting because this is how big ER was that the biggest director of the time could swoop in and direct it. You know, you never got yeah. Wes Anderson directing a Friends episode. You never got Steven Spielberg directing a. Auto Man episode, I don't know. <laughs> but you got Tarantino directing this, and I mean that in a way that it, it'd be cool. If this was like um, you know a showcase for directors because this is a show that sure. visually you can play around with. Is yeah. this a, the kind of show you would want to see Quentin Tarantino direct? Uh, no, not really. Um, it doesn't like when when I was watching it. Then I guess I you know I wasn't really uh, in tune with stylistics and that sort of stuff and so it never struck me as a different kind of episode watching it now and knowing more about tarantino um you could definitely see bits and yeah the music especially at the opening um mm-hmm. i feel like that's the thing too i don't think he's credited as a writer on the episode he's not but no but i, was but I get the much- sense that he uh, rewrote some things and changed some things in a way that uh he'd be able to direct things and add things that were mm. Tarantino-esque, like the Yosemite Sam t-shirt that yeah. she wears. Which that is never so comes blatant. And yeah, yeah, that was, that was like, okay, there's there's Tarantino. And then um, there's, I forget what the surgery was for, but they had to uh, get a bone saw and, and get into a guy's chest for oh, some reason. Oh, get that bar out of it. Yeah, oh, there right, was the that. bar. And so I he had like a lot of scene. close-ups. They had a lot of close-ups that the show usually doesn't have. Yeah, there were some uh, cool angles. I mean, there's there's a fight in the operating room at one point, which seems like oh, that's yeah. Tarantino. Like it all seems almost like a quaint parody of him now, sort right, of. Right. <laughs> um, you know what I thought was odd um, about this is George Clooney, who winds up working with Quentin Tarantino. He's horrible in this episode. Like he's trying. To be a Tarantino character, I think he's acting differently <laughs> than he did in the other three, and he's not good. He's doing some weird rambling guy thing that, and it feels so rehearsed. Yeah, like it's trying so hard to be the cool, dude, Tarantino. And it was, I mean, he isn't normally that. That wasn't his character. It was awful. Like it was horrible. I felt like he was almost ashamed. Like he was like, "Oh, Tarantino's here," and he was just doing his little, <laughs> like, "I got to be cool. I got to be cool." I mean, did you feel that? Like at that, everyone else seemed like their character. He um, did not, and it's weird because he yeah, goes on I to mean, work with them. That definitely stood out. That that just w- w- the way I approached it, though. Um, yeah, it stood out as a, as a bad episode for Clooney, um, and for me, my reaction to it was: there's really not much Clooney in any of these episodes. There's like a scene here, a scene there, uh, but he's not showcased. And mm-hmm. and that's something I wasn't expecting. I couldn't remember how was involved char- each character was. Like of the first season. Oh, yeah, was yeah. He, he was he was a main breakout character. actor, but yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there are episodes in between these four that we picked where he's got the main storyline. He's got the Dr. Green storyline that we saw in Love Love's Labor Lost. Um and th- these episodes just did showcase that. And when we did see him, I think we saw him most in this last episode, and it just That's wasn't true. wasn't very well done. The whole storyline that he had was cliche, and so yeah. I feel like his acting was cliche. It was the love triangle? It was the oh, you want to commit? Well, then I'm going to cheat on you. Um, you know, and this so, is even before that. This is like when you first see him and he comes on screen. Like I just feel like. It's like if you're a kid in high school, it's like we're doing we're doing West Side Story, and you get to be the one cool guy in West Side Story. All right, I got to do this now. Like it just seemed like that, and it just yeah. so. And I was just like, of everyone here, is like really because Carter's still Carter, you know, Doctor Green is still yeah. Doctor Green. Eric LaSalle doesn't do much. He seemed a little like forced with one of his lines, but George Clooney just is he a good guy? I know he is now. But is he a good actor on ER? And I'm singling him out because he's the biggest name to come out of this and because I know him from other things. I don't really know him from this. And I like George Clooney. I like him as an actor. 
Yeah, and I, I do want too. to like I, him in this. I just I remember these him being a good actor. But you're right. These episodes, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my recollection. But these episodes don't showcase that. And I think he got better, and I think he had more storylines in season two and three. I think he left in season five. Oh, so he Um, was on it for four years. Yeah, he left in four or or five. Season four or five. Um, Yeah, so maybe season one just isn't his his time. But I, I remember enjoying him. But do you uh, remember episodes. there's there's a Friends episode that he and Carter guest star that's from this same season. So and the, the audience goes crazy for them. <laughs> he was already a breakout star. Yeah. People already liked him on it, I guess. Well, I mean, he was familiar to me. I knew George Clooney. From I mean, Facts maybe of I didn't life. know him by maybe I didn't know him by name. But yeah, Facts of Life, Roseanne, and the sitcom ER. I watched that that's before this true. came out. Actually, he was a doctor on Facts of Life, too. Was he really? That, <laughs> he was. That I don't remember. And, he, and his plot line is he loses a patient, which I think also happened on this, maybe. <laughs> I just – did you like this Tarantino episode? Um, I I did. Um, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I liked the, the through line. I mean, it's called Motherhood. It happens on Mother's Day. I guess that's maybe all a little forced, but I did like the little slice of life um, bits of different mothers – and sons and daughters uh, connecting and disconnecting. Did it, the fact that it's a Tarantino episode? I'm wondering if that distracted me. Like, would this have worked more sure. for me, or would it have just been another run of the mill episode? Because it's obnoxious. Them in sunglasses walking around is fucking obnoxious. Sitting yes. in their beach chair on the t- for no reason, having like I thought. I thought I, I was watching these on Hulu. I thought that was a commercial for a wine cooler. I don't think they ever before or since. Went up to the roof and sat sat in their lawn chairs. No, this is Tarantino's whatever it is. But just there were too many distractions in it. Like Kevin yeah. Smith direct, directs Flash episodes, directs uh, – what else has he done? I think he's maybe – I don't know if Supergirl. he's done Arrow, Supergirl episodes. And again, like I, he hasn't consistently directed that I know. So I don't know what his style is now. But you, I don't see those and think that's Kevin Smith. They're They're well-directed. But they fit the continuity of the show. They work within the show. He's yeah. good at – it's not that he's mimicking a look. It's just he's not drawing attention to here's Kevin Smith. You know, the characters might talk comics a little bit, but it's not any different. Like he's not plugging himself. But this did feel like yeah, this, a pretty big one for the time too. This was a victory for the show to get, I'm sure, to get him directing it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's why I picked it. It's like it's so of the moment that – um, ER became the biggest hit of the time. It was the number one show for the next eight, nine years. It was, um, huh? And, and, uh, yeah. And, and Tarantino just had his big hit. Uh, I think he had won the Oscar for the script for Pulp Fiction by this point. I'm not sure when he directed the episode, but it aired towards the end of, of the season. So like May or something in, uh, 95. And so, yeah, it was it was a, a pretty big pop culture kind of moment, and I think I think when I watch this episode, I see a standard regular ER episode. Um, oh, and then here's a two minutes of Quentin Tarantino, and then here's the regular <laughs> ER episode, and here's two more minutes of Quentin Tarantino. Why does a show like this last fifteen years? I mean, ER. I was shocked. I do remember when the final season was. So I could have done the math, but it was on for fifteen years. Yeah. Carter was on it for 15 years, I think. Like, I think he was yeah, on it. Yeah, most of it. I, th- he took, I think in the later seasons, he took sabbaticals. So he wasn't around for maybe six episodes in a row, but then he was, <laughs> he was back. Like, he was still part of the series. Um, I think a se- I think a series like this lasts, uh, because, because the unfolding of these characters and these storylines, uh, take longer because it's not about, just those storylines. It's not just about those relationships. Those relationships unfold a lot slower because you've got to have all the medical stuff, all the guest stars uh, that are suffering from brain tumors and and rebar through their their stomachs. That's the word. It's, it's some sort of rash. Um, and so you only get little hints of what's going on and it takes longer to get from, you know, I mean, this season starts with uh, Carol Hathaway attempting suicide because Doug Ross had left her 
Um, and then she survives that rehabilitates and, and comes back and people, you know, react to that. And then she is dating another doctor and then she gets engaged and then she's planning a wedding. And then I think uh, the next episode, the finale is about how they're at the wedding and she doesn't go through with it. So that, that whole storyline, you know, takes the whole season and uh, you know, that could take the whole season in other shows as I was well. I say that's a year. But, that's but, a year of friends. Think, that's a year of anything else. How does 15 yeah, I think, years? I know. I think, I think though, because you don't get, uh, run overwhelmed by it. You're not exhausted by it. It's like, so that relationship wasn't the crux of the episode. Yes. It, or the season. Yes. It happened throughout. You got little bits here and there, but it wasn't what the season was about. It was sort of background to the medical stuff. And hmm. so when you get to the next season, you're ready to see what, what's next for Carol. You're not like, ah, oh, more, more Carol relationship stuff. <laughs> more it's, Carol. You know, it's just, it's like, Oh, let's see what, you know, it doesn't, uh, you don't get tired of it as quickly, maybe. Um, and then you could just keep bringing in new characters. And as long as they're interesting and their little bits of story in between their, the, the medical situations are, are interesting enough, uh, then you'll keep watching. Do you go back and rewatch it outside of this? Like, do you catch reruns of ER? I, I'd like to. Um, I've been trying to get uh, my wife to sit down and actually start watching it. Um, but she and I are kind of trying to get through other newer things. And so um, we keep when it's like, oh, what do you want to watch tonight? I, I always push for starting ER because uh, I would sit and watch all the episodes up through, you know, season six or seven again, because uh, those are some really good seasons. Those first years. I'll take your word. <laughs> <laughs> but um please yeah. do yeah no i i definitely not a show i could binge again <laughs> and i guess it used to be rerun like that it'd be rerun in the mornings for a few hours but yeah i could not i can't sit yeah. more than one of these again it's too much too much for understood Tim. understood all right what does the audience think I, i'd like to know who else is a big fan of the er out there Hey, have you been to the ER? If anyone else out there has ever visited the ER, maybe maybe text us that. Maybe stop by the old www.20popcast.com, the website for this show you just listened to, 20th Century Popcast. Why don't you check out that website as a segue and tell us about the time you went to the ER because of the rebar <laughs> through your unborn child's head that killed your wife. But uh, Or you can just tell us how you feel about the show, uh, 20th Century podcast a weekly podcast if you go to the website you can uh, always uh, listen to the newest episode as it streams there you can also find an episode guide with links to all of our past episodes uh, you can also find links on that website to things like how to subscribe you can subscribe to the show and get a new episode every time it comes up every week you can do that on apple podcasts you can do that on stitcher you can do that on other android devices if you do listen to us on apple podcasts i would ask that uh, through the app you, you have the option of leaving us a little review giving us like a star rating if you could do that if you like the show or if you don't like the show but just leave some little couple words there or something it helps us out it helps us gain an audience helps us know our audience it helps us feel better about what we're doing here um you can also find me oh god i'm fucking this up can you take no, over it's perfect is it perfect uh yeah it was you, perfect you can find us you can find us elsewhere you can find us on twitter you can follow me at rh canning you can follow Tim on Twitter at Subcultist. That's right. I said that for you. Thank I hope you. that's okay. Thank you ever so much. That's the best. Uh, that's this week's show, everyone. But next week will be next week's show. Until it hits, then it'll be this week's show. And this will have been last week's. So um, until then, uh, what? Turn and cough. That's a good one. Clear. I was going to say. That's a pretty good one. Uh, uh, intubate. Stat. Stat. Stat, intubate, and uh, sit on this please, miss. <laughs> <laughs>